Hey man, welcome to a safe space for bad taste. This is official, official first episode, even though it's the second episode. It's going to say episode two, but I'm counting this as number one. And, uh, I don't know, like, literally having a forum where I can speak my mind and not necessarily have somebody else's opinion clash with it. That might be boring to some people, but I'm very interested in this. Like I won't, I won't shove my opinions down your throat. I'll tell you that that's not a thing. I'm basically gonna, you know, go into detail about certain things. And I actually reached out to a couple friends, you know, to see who would ride for me, you know, give me their answer on what they think of my music taste. So I can give you direct opinions from people I care about. And so I'll jump right into that. And I'm actually going to create an intro on this episode. I didn't know I could like record a piece and then stop and then edit and all this. You know, I'm new to all this, this podcast and stuff. I didn't ask nobody for advice for real. I only talked to um, my homegirl, Brittany. Um, you know, shout out to her manga over there, cakes and combos. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go check that out. It is not a stripper podcast, you know what I'm saying? Even though I think that would be dope, might do that on the side, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Instagram models who'd be clapping cheeks, that'd be dope too. That'd be a dope name for that, but it's taken already, so you can't have it. I know that was just like, you'll never get that few seconds back, but I want you to know that's just where my mind be going. I wanted you to know you probably thought the same shit, but let me get into it. I'm going to create an intro for this show. This is a safe space for bad taste. And I'm your host, Josh. Simple, plain. Let's get it on. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Josh. All right, Josh, I got to spell funky. It's an H, it's a dollar sign. It's an O, it's a J. That's Josh backwards with a dollar sign in it because that's edgy. This is your new favorite show, Ass for BT. Yeah. That's an abbreviation for a safe space for bad taste. Um, real shit. Want you to know. Probably hate a lot of my opinions. Probably think I am inadequate. These are my opinions. The word is opinion. It's a base. That's what this show is all about. It's a safe space for my opinion and anyone else's who wants to come on and talk about music. But basically, this is going to be my official first episode. I know it says episode two. This is my intro for you. Breaking news. There is a new podcast taking the internet by storm. There's a young man by the name of Hosh. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Is that right, Karen? So, yes. Okay. Anyways. Um, Hosh is the host of As for BT. And I know you're asking yourselves, what are our children listening to? All right. There's no parental advisory sticker. It's a fucking podcast. Okay. We have to do something to stop this. He's talking about music, and all of these different things. And, but it's called Ask for BT. Is that some kind of millennial slang? Or is he asking for a sexual favor? What's the deal? Even our nation's president has something to say about this.
All right, all right. I'll I'll take some questions. Anybody in the crowd will take some questions. Oh yeah, yes, Mr. President, Mr. President. Um, there's this podcast called Ask for BT, and a lot of parents are really, 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 in your own words, disgusted. How do you feel? Um, I mean, we've we've all had some Ask for BT. Am I right? Am I? Other what? I can't say that. It hadn't stopped me before. Look, um, um, I just got news, um, about this podcast. It needs to be stopped immediately. Uh, I feel like the first episode, he did a really, 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 really good job. And now he's doing a really, really, really bad job. Um, and the name Hasoj, what type of name is that? Uh, um, Mr. President, we're being told that it's pronounced Josh. Josh, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why does he spell it that way? It, 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 it needs to be stopped, all right? And please, please stop taking photos. Stop, stop it now. Stop. We will eradicate this podcast. It is it's political propaganda. It's a music podcast, Mr. President. Music is propaganda. It's all fake. It's all fake. The COVID thing. Go outside. Enjoy yourselves, right? And just remember, I'm really, really, really good looking to myself, all right? And my wife's not being held hostage. She just needs me to get by, okay? Hey, you guys. Um, so first episode, notice says episode two. Can't really control that. Try to. Um, but I want to talk about the Posthumous album, yeah, aka the Tupac album. That's what I call it because Tupac created that whole. I'm I'm dead, so here goes some more music just in case you miss me. So you know we got a couple that just dropped, Pop Smoke, Juice World, phenomenal projects. I'm not just saying that because they are no longer with us. Literally, mean whoever worked on those i know 50 cent worked on pop smokes i know g herbo and bibby and all of them had something to do with juice worlds uh phenomenal jobs on their music but pretty much if you're talking about these albums we're just we're basically getting to the point of where we have to just say what it is I nigga did. uh so it's fucked up but rest in peace to those artists put in the details Pop Smoke. He literally is taken way too soon because I don't know where he could have took the sound that he had adopted from the UK. I have done the necessary research to verify that that sound did originate in the UK. Drill was started in Chicago, but UK drill is a whole different thing. And those fucking beats that shit, when you hear that, that's the UK, bro. That's, that's niggas eating tea and crumpets. That's young tea and bugsy. That's that's uh, Getz. All those people. You know what I'm saying? Tra- uh, Tracy. AJ Tracy, I think. That, yeah, that's his name. You know what I'm saying? Like real motherfucking um, Stormzy. All them. UK. That's they beats, bro. But it's literally all of that good rap. But we got guns now. Like, we stab people, but we got guns. Like, I knew the UK for 
I'm going to stab you with this knife. You're getting shanked outside of jail. Because gun law is kind of strict here. But no, they got guns now. And even though I feel like Chicago inspired the drill scene out in the UK by the name originated from Chicago and drill basically meaning that I'm outside and I got a lot of guns and you don't want to fuck with me because I got these guns. Just throwing out when Pop Smoke adopted it and brought it to New York. He didn't just do it for himself. He gave New York City their dignity back. I said, I was going to say certain shit that would piss people off. That'll probably be one of the things that piss people off. I probably just lost any chance of having a New York following. I want you to know Pop Smoke gave you your identity back. Literally, bro. Pop Smoke is like Jay-Z is your Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like Biggie is, I guess, like your Wilt Chamberlain or like, like you're all include like he was gone too soon and did a lot of cool shit and he didn't have enough music. Um, but he's still considered a super great. And I agree with that. But Jay-Z is your Michael Jordan. Jay-Z is the one who pretty much when you think about New York City, you think about Jay-Z. You think about that that Yankee fitted to the side, cocked a little bit with the dress shirt on, 40-40 club, best rapper as far as like lyrics and being able to be the best businessman in hip-hop and take it further and got the, the hottest girl in the culture and she's down for him to this day he even cheated on her she made an album about it jay-z is what new york strive to be okay and nobody can top that shit it's impossible to try and top it you can be one of the best lyricists ever and do your funk flex freestyle and hey you don't control the room like jay-z controlled the room and you won't be able to because that's a once in a lifetime artist so for years, people were trying to chase that Big L, Nas, Jay-Z flow, and they couldn't get it. You can rap as good as you want to, bro. Fred the Godson, phenomenal rapper. But even he didn't blow to the prime he could have. It basically, we all know what happened to Troy Ass. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be amazing. So what do you have left? There's nobody. There's nothing. For years... New York City lost their identity. Even when, if you're rapping about New York shit, like being lost on one of the many streets in New York City or one of the five boroughs and how hard y'all get down and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. A vast majority of your music culture is inspired by Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe even some Floridians. And drill music from Chicago. Had to add in drill music from Chicago. Standing outside with guns, that's probably not going to work out too well for you in New York City, where the police force is probably like one of the worst, most racist in the whole country. Literally, it probably won't work out too good for you and your boy standing outside, dancing side to side with guns in your hands. Probably not going to work out unless you live in like a residential neighborhood and the cops don't be around like that. So most of the time you're inside doing that shit. Chicago started the whole being inside shirtless and jumping up and down with the homies. And it's, it's not questionable for some reason because we have guns. So uh, that was that. But just saying, New York did not have an identity for a very long time, probably over a decade. I can say that. Unless Jay-Z dropped or one of y'all's greatest, Cameron, Dipset, one of they not dropping, no identity. You have nothing. You can't. No new artists were coming out creating anything. A Boogie with the Hoodie is a small exception, but 
even he uses that drill now that Pop Smoke brought to New York. His shit started blowing up. That's why I say he brought it to you. If somebody else is doing it and introduce Pop Smoke to it, cool. Educate me. I tried to look into that shit, didn't really find nothing. He literally was the person who made it pop. And after he passed, now everybody's using those same beats. French Montana, who's a part of my holy trinity of ass. Music is ass. Ass cheeks. More ass cheeks than strip club. Him. He uses the same fucking beat. It's that ta-ta-ta. Same flows. Same all of it. He gave you your dignity back, your identity. Now when the song comes on from New York, you know it's a New York song. Now a lot of people in the UK drill scene feel like, fuck y'all, y'all won't accept us, but you'll take our sound and say it's a New York thing. I put it like this, right? I know y'all created it. I know it originated in the UK. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at y'all like tea and crumpets and all that. You know what I'm saying? I actually do research. I listen to a lot of artists from the UK. Um, Young T and Bugsy happen to be my favorite group out right now, out of everybody, American artists included. Like, so I listen to a lot of UK rap, whether it be like the underground, whether I'm listening to old shit where they was clashing in the clubs or, you know, and that's basically battle rap for everybody who doesn't know. It's their version of battle rap, but you literally could not take a breath in between that shit. Them motherfuckers was rapping and rapping and rapping, and it sounded like a bunch of words, but it makes sense to them, and I respect it. So, boom, you got that. Or, you know, you got, like, your tiny tempers and shit like that. I really wasn't a fan of all that pop music shit. Same way I kind of cringe at it when it's in America, but I get it. Like, Tiny Tempo can go up there with Flo Rida and all them, bro. Like, he's the UK Flo Rida. I put it like that. So, I'm saying, after all that, you get people like uh, Fredo and fucking, I don't know, like, the drill artists, they're not as big as everybody else because they're literally making shit for the street. Like, they got guns now, bro. So, boom. But Pop Smoke, he went over there. He showed love to Charlie Sloth, big, fat, white DJ. He was just like screaming at people like, come on, man, go off. Like literally didn't think anybody could be weirder than Tim Westwood. Like, and I say that with all the respect in the world, like Tim Westwood, his energy is so fucking genuine and like good that it comes off weird. It's like, bro, what the hell? Why are you so excited for this person to be in your fucking area? But he loved hip hop that much. Charlie Sloth, another person. He's the one who got the Armed and Dangerous freestyle that became Pop Smoke Armed and Dangerous on Meet the Woo 2. So I'm just saying, Pop Smoke gave New York City their dignity back. He gave them a sound. Now you know a New York song when it comes on the radio, and you don't have to confuse it because it doesn't sound like Designer doing Panda, which people thought was Future, and it sounded absolutely, well, I'm not going to lie, it did kind of sound like Future first time I heard it. But... That's no longer the case because Pop Smoke came along and saved New York sound by giving them a sound he adopted. Now, y'all may get beef with motherfuckers. You might not want to go to the UK right now with that shit unless you got friends that or people you can trust in the UK. You might get set up now because you took their sound. So if you're a New York artist, you might want to take a break on going to the UK post-corona. But Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, I'm going to give that album a 9 out of 10. The reason I say a 9 out of 10 is because it's not perfect. 
Like there's certain songs, it, it it does still have like a little bit of a repetitive bop to it, but that's because that's just his flow. Like he created that flow. Like his flow, I'd say his flow does not match the UK sound. It was his own thing. His voice was very unique. It was deep and different. And him gurring in the middle of the songs, it's like a DMX homage. So I mean like his his, his flow and his voice and everything, and that's where I can say it's 100% him, and it kind of hits that repetitive thing, like I was saying, because of it's just his comfort zone when he was recording and making music. So I give it a 9 out of 10. Production's great. Features great. I love it. And it's not often you can get me to like like a Tiger song, like a Tiger verse, really. But Tiger's feature on there was pretty good. I enjoyed it. So I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Really liked it. Um... But to move on from him and go into Juice World, Big Juice, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this now. I made this podcast to be honest. I made this podcast to probably like imply different things that people are afraid to say and do. And what I'm going to say is I am not a Juice World fan. And what I mean by that is I'm not like diehard. Like you can come to me and be like, name three Juice World songs. And I'm gonna be like Bandit, NBA Young Boy, uh, Black and White, and I might say Lucid Dreams because I know that was a hit. But that's why I say I'm not a fan. Not saying that he's not good, just saying more of a he's not my cup of tea, as my little sister would say. Juice World is not my cup of tea, but that's one of her favorite artists, so she wouldn't say that about him. But just taking a page out of her book right now. Well, fucking. This album, Legends Never Die, there's not many artists that I can listen to and be like, I don't know if they wrote this or they're freestyling it, and I have to do that with Juice World. Like, I have to do that with Juice World. And the reason I have to do that is because literally from the first, like, the first track after that intro, the intro is really chill. But you go in that first track. It's kind of like they're trying to take you into like a. Because the intro is like this little mellow instrumental-ish type thing. A little bit of talk show. It kind of make you feel like you're about to go on the trip. And I love albums like that. And from the first track in, it's more of a. It's like he'll put two words together that rhyme perfectly. And he can keep a melody going. And it's like, did he write this shit down? Or did he just walk in the studio, like, play the beat? Or I've been listening to the beat for a few minutes. And this is what I have to say. And the only artist I know who's done that before is Snoop Dogg. Straight up, you listen to certain songs on Doggy Style. It's, you can listen and you can tell, like, Jesus and Hustlers by Snoop Dogg. He freestyled that whole song. Literally, it's a whole freestyle. And he even told a story about how Dr. Dre was like, that was just a test session, but you killed it, so we're going to cut that, and that'll be the song. So, I mean, like, or What's My Name by Snoop Dogg. He probably wrote a couple lines, and the rest of it was just talking. And it worked. Juice World had that same kind of talent. Not comparing him to Snoop Dogg, but I'm comparing that type of style, like that freestyle with no writing down at all. Like, he was definitely a talented individual. 
And there's songs on this album I might cry to in the future. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because I didn't have to skip any of the tracks. And I'm not saying that because he's passed. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Juice World for the reason that I'm not like super noted on his music. Um, Pop Smoke. I'd, I'd rather throw in Pop Smoke music. I mean, because the little dance that he left us with, you know, you grab your belt and put your arm in the air and I'll, literally bro i'm i'm a fan of that like i know more songs by pop smoke not saying that he's better just throwing that out but this legends never die album by juice world i'm definitely saving that um in my title because title lets you save out definitely not saying that they are sponsoring me or anything they should but i just put this out there as factual information you should stay where you're comfortable. Apple Music, Spotify, shit. Um, some people still use Last FM, which I didn't know was still a thing. Um, there's different streaming services. Some people use YouTube Music. I personally think they take up too much space. Um, and I used to be like a huge Spotify head, but I have to give it to Title. I don't have to save a whole album as a playlist like I have to do on Apple Music. Just me putting that I love the album, it doesn't save the album in a spot where I can just click a button and go to that album and just listen to it. Like, you got to look up artists and all that on, I could say, on Tidal. Um, like, one of my favorite records in the world, like, period, is um, Errolar by M.I.A. It's like her first album. Literally, I just remember being on her profile on title and then there's a heart and I hit that heart and then I go into my collection and then you hit albums and it's sitting right there and put my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, um, put in Sacred Hearts Club, put in all my favorite albums from all these different artists and it's sitting right there on title. Like only thing that's bad about title is that they want twelve dollars and ninety nine cents for their highest quality stream. Just change it to nine ninety nine, bro. Give us the highest quality and stop trying to dig out more money for that because that's an L. You fixed all the bugs. You fixed everything that was wrong with your app, but that is stupid. Now, you can listen to it in HD quality, like high def and it's still good, but you're like, I'd rather, you know, I can make it louder. Like, if you turn your phone all the way up, it's not even that loud because you need that super high def shit they got for twelve ninety I'm like, that's stupid. They need to figure that out. They figure that out, boom. And I don't care. They might not want to sponsor me now that I've made that clear, but I'm here to be honest with the people. That was dumb. So now that we've talked about posthumous albums, I want to get into other stuff. Like hip hop literally is the number one genre in the world. And this is not a hip hop podcast. This is a music podcast. That means every genre. I'm just taking that. I'm going to start there with my series is that hip hop is number one on the planet, whether you like it or not. Growing up in Columbus, Georgia, be white kids and shit. They be riding to school with their grandparents, racist as fuck. And they be saying that shit without paying attention to shit. And they be like, yeah, rap is crap. Yeah, it's crap. White kids that I was cool with, baseball team, shit like that. They listening to nothing but hip-hop to hype them up for sports. And these motherfuckers, they are buying music. And we had live mixtapes and that piff and shit like that. They are buying rappers' albums. The reason rappers are making music 
in the early 2010s, 2009 era is because white kids did not know about mixtape sites. And the ones that did basically lived in our area of the neighborhood or pretty much area of the city. So most of them was still buying 99 cent singles, bro. Just want to throw that out there. That's the difference. But pretty much right now is bigger than it's ever been. If you go on the Apple Music, um, you go into the charts, you go on Spotify, you go into the charts there. Um, I'd say should pretty much be the same thing. Title, even though, you know, a hip hop artist is the main owner of that. Um, it's not that he's doing that with bias. It's literally what the fuck people are listening to, bro. Hip hop is king. It's number one. Nothing's chasing it out. Um, only time you don't see a hip hop album at number one is if an artist that everybody knows and loves drops, um, fucking like Bad Bunny, Ozuna, J Balvin, Carol G, like all the, the international acts or, you know, my favorite Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Global Warming himself, Planet Pit, Pitbull, if he drops, you know what I'm saying? That's going to go number one, but technically Pitbull's hip hop, so. But, you know what I'm saying, those reggaeton artists, those international acts, um, or really, really famous uh, country artists, Kelly Clarkson. Not saying Kelly Clarkson is a country artist, I'm just throwing out Kelly Clarkson is also one of those people. They drop, they're going to hit number one, and then hip-hop will follow to number two, and the rest of the chart, because that's what people are listening to. So there's no real distinction. If you try and tell children like your younger siblings or something, hey, you should check this out. You should listen to this. They're going to look at you like you're stupid. Like, I try and tell my sister about all kinds. She won't even listen to, like, I gave her a, a song by, because I was mentioning K. Trinata on my, my last episode, like my little sample episode, The Taste Profile. And I mentioned K. Trinata on there, and there's an artist named Masego. If you don't know who Masego is, I pity you. And once again, I have to say, you have bad taste. Um, Masego and Katrin and I got together and made a song called Need It. It's two minutes and 18 seconds. I'm pretty sure that was done on purpose because people had short attention spans. And these are two artists who do not care about making a seven minute song. Okay, so I think they came together collectively and said, this shit can ring off in the club. Let's just make this song. I found it while my YouTube was just playing whatever it thought I wanted to hear. And they know I listen to a lot of Masego. They know I listen to a lot of Cajun. So I was like, let's just put the collab on them. Let let Josh hear the collab. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. I sent the song to my little sister. What is this? Was the text I got back. It's a good song. What I got back? Yeah, but what is it? It's like a catchy it's it's like music you listen to you and your friends like it's, it should be a song it's made by black people um it's not hip-hop though i have to distinguish that i have to distinguish that from my sister by the way like she didn't she's like what i was like it's like hip-hop it has like some drums and you know a little bit of bass deep in there but it's like electronic with a soul sinker on top of it but it's not what you think just press play and it was so it caught her off guard so bad that she just sent me a paragraph about how she thinks my music taste is weird and then she puts dot 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 not weird 
but very, very, very different. She hit me with three like she's Donnie T. She said, it's not weird, it's just different. I don't want to call it weird because that's mean, but your music taste is very different. And today, I'm like, my music taste is different. You listen to NBA Youngboy. And then you go listen to NLE Chopper. And that's it. I, I'm not joking. She don't listen to you, anything. You try to put anything. The only thing my sister will listen to that is not those songs is songs that were popular when she was like seven. Maybe six. She'd be like, she literally told me to play Troublemaker by uh, Ollie Mur or yeah, Ollie Murs and Flo Rida. And you know how I feel about Flo Rida. But I was just so happy that she wanted to listen to something else that I let the whole song play. Because we were FaceTiming. That is what the new generation is on, bro. They literally only know hip-hop. And if you try to introduce them to anything else... Uh... Now, of course, they have... There's sections. There's kids who do listen to pop music. And, you know, like, they've given Dua Lupa uh, an audience. Live performing is not great. She's very attractive. And her music on inside the studio, I got to say, hey, them studio albums will be fire. Just don't, don't perform live. Like, if she stopped doing shows, I think she'll be way more famous. That's not even me, like, because I can't sing. So that's not me trying to be harsh or trying to be funny. And I'm dead serious. Like, you don't do shows because people keep complaining about the quality of your vocals. Stop doing shows and just be like, hey, I just stopped doing them because I'm cool as fuck and everybody like my albums. And blow up like that. You know pop music different? You can do Disney and shit. Come on. Just throwing that out there. Ariana Grande. She's making a living. Um, Justin Bieber hadn't decided to fully go R&B and he's ruining his career. So they're saying these are the people who could mix it up again. I have no problem with hip hop being number one though. Like I'm, I'm a hip hop head first. That's what I was brought up on. I mentioned that before, but I got to say like the, the variety that's needed to keep good taste is hard when nobody's teaching you like new age parents are so busy. By the time they do get a chance to put their kids on music, their kids are just like, oh, this is just old, and they leave it be. No, I can't live with that. I've been trying to help my sister out. My little brother, he listened to, he living in Germany. I don't know. He might be listening to craft workers, shit, bro. I don't know. I am, I am terrified thinking about what they might listen to or what they might start listening to. Trying to convince my other little sister that um, Disney soundtracks aren't the only types of music. You know what I'm saying? They make good songs. Don't get me wrong, but we got to get something done. That's got to stop. We need something else. So, I mean, the remainder of this episode, I will just be giving out recommendations for new albums. Just new stuff. Things I like. You might find them weird. You might say, what the fuck? I'm not. Why would I listen to that? Cool. But that just means you're closed-minded and have bad taste. Because you are only willing to listen to one type and not give anything a try. And that's the only thing I preach against. First 
example of something that's probably not comfortable for some of you. Especially if it's like my friends back home listening to you. You probably don't want to listen to this shit. You're like, no. All right. Why are you Duke Deuce about to drop another mixtape? Why would we want to listen to this, bro? We got all this heat. I know. I know. I'm listening to that, too. But there's a group or an individual called The Midnight. I don't know because their face ain't on the cover, bro. People don't put their faces on album covers. Their song credits are pretty, like, vague. I've read them all. It doesn't tell me how many people contributed. I just know the album is called Monsters. It just released Friday, and I love it. Absolutely love it. It's an electronic album. Not a lot of words. It's cool. You should give it a shot. The music is very, like, upbeat and switches to, like, a mellow... Like, this is, like, festival-esque music, but not festival music. Like, you can turn the lights out in your room and turn on some strobe lights or some shit or turn on smoke machine or bubbles or some shit and just sit there high and listen to this for hours. It's that good. Personal opinion. Next artist I'll give you, and this dude literally is the epitome of originality. His name is Gus Dapperton, okay? And I cannot remember if my friend Rachel put me on this or not, or if I just, I I don't think I should be giving Rachel credit for that because I got that playlist on Spotify and this one down there, okay? I don't remember her saying this directly for me to look it up. I just remember finding it through title, by the way, throwing out title again. And the name of his new album is called Orca. But I've only listened to where poly people go. And I don't even know what the fuck poly means. Maybe it's that polyamorous shit. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I still don't necessarily know what polyamorous means or all that. But it says where poly, poly people go or whatever. But the music is fire. It's all, some of it got like an 80s vibe. Some of it just got like a, it sound like DIY music, bro. Like he literally just was sitting in the studio coming up with random keys and they just started hitting. He started making melodies out of it. He can sing. He got good songwriting ability. Some of the songs make me think deep. Some of the songs make me feel like I'm going on a journey and I love those types of records. I recommend where poly people go and check out Orca. Gus Dapperton. He's fire. Literally a good artist. Also, um, before I just jump into the next CD, next album, whatever that I think people should check out. All things music, man. I mean, everything. So I'm at, um, I helped my homies move yesterday. Uh, shout out Ray Ray. Shout out Josh. Another Josh. Um, I helped them move into their spot or whatever. And so, you know, we're just sitting around. Um, my homegirl gave me some CBDs because I had a headache. And literally, that was the strongest CBD I ever had. I was just glued to the love seat. Like, I could not get up. Like, it was weird. (laughs) But, yeah, just got to share the whole ambiance of what was going on. So, that happened. And I'm sitting there on the love seat. Like, I'm, like, sprawled out or whatever. And so, Ray turned on the X-Men animated series. And I heard the theme song, right? And... Uh, I got some snippets of that for you real quick so I don't get sued. 
Okay, so I know you hear that. I don't know if anybody else's fucking brain works like this. But if I hear a sound or I hear something and it relates to a song or something, that is a sample to me. You know what I mean? Like, I hear that and I'm like, I've heard that somewhere else. And it's going to bother me until I find it. But I literally start singing shit in my head. I was like, and I was like, that's a fucking sound. And then all I could remember was the words, whatever you want from me, whatever you need from me. I'm like, hold on, hold on. And automatically, it just hit me with the fucking, a baby face classic. Uh, a Whitney classic. I know you hear that. I know you heard that. Same sound. Now, the Whitney Houston song came out before the animated series, bro. Babyface should have sued the fuck out of X-Men, bro. Y'all literally, y'all violated with that one. I want y'all to know that. Y'all violated heavy. How could you? How could you? Almost got away with it, too. But then I thought, does anybody know this? I was about to start a Reddit, but there was a subreddit on it already. I'm not the only person who thought about that. So that answers my question. But I just had to share that. If you didn't know that shit, bro, it's called I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. And it's a bop, by the way. I fucking love that song. But the X-Men animated series, one from back in the day, same theme, like same melody, same all that. Like stole it, bro. Just sped it up. Wow. You never think X-Men would do something like that. I never thought they'd violate, violate that way. But now that I've given you some new stuff, how about I give you some old stuff, right? Uh, uh, uh. Everybody knows Paper Planes by MIA. Everybody does. But that annoys me when you say, do you listen to MIA? And somebody would be like, I fly like Paper Planes. I'll be like, okay, okay, I get it. You know you know the hit, but do you know that album? The album's called Kala, K-A-L-A, and it's fire, okay? Favorite song for me off the album's called Bamboo Bangers, actually the intro. And it's great. Uh, she got all these songs. Jimmy. It's just it's heat throughout the whole CD. Just listen to Kala by M.I.A. The whole album. Listen to it. It's wonderful. That is a 10 out of 10 record. I mean that. 10 out of 10. Don't sleep on it. Don't run from it. That's one of my throwback CDs. I think you guys should check out. And if I'm going to throw you one last one. One that I've been vibing to very heavily. Um, I'd have to say this one might this one might throw people off a little bit because I'm just like all over the place with it. If you have criticized Lana Del Rey due to what she posted, I don't know, man. Maybe you just don't listen to the music and thought she was like. Of course, she said Beyonce's name, so you know people gone fucking people have been fired over Beyonce before. I want you to know that, so you do not talk about our nation's leader like that, and expect not to have terrible things happen. But Lana Del Rey is born to die is literally one of the cleanest, well produced lyrics that scathe the soul. Like 
she's singing about all kinds of shit. You don't expect this pretty ass woman to be doing all these drugs and hanging out with all these low lives and terrible humans. And then decide to get inspired and release this fucking magical album. Now I know you, a lot of y'all out there, you know, you're black like me or you're Hispanic or whatever. As a guy, I'm talking dudes right now, dated a couple white girls and you seen this record sprawled out on their, their dressers and shit. Like the vinyl, you know, they can never just get CDs and shit. Like the vinyl is sitting out and they listen to it and you'd be like, all right, now it's time for me to put my headset on and play 2K or some shit like that. Maybe that's happened to you. I've never actually dated a white woman. I just imagine that's what it's like. But you've seen this cover to the CD. You know who Lana Del Rey is. You probably said, I'm not going to listen to that. Tell you that you're sadly mistaken. If you are a person of color, like who's like a girl with guy or whatever, you looking for some shit that's fly and that's smooth that just go down, like ignore the cover with the white woman on it because it's not what you think. It's not some pop shit. It's like literally some of the saddest songs. These are ballads from the 21st century and they're beautiful. I say give it a shot, try it out, wiggle some room around it, and try it, bro. It's worth it. It's worth giving it a shot. It's worth listening to. And that's really just the two albums for me. You try Kala by M.I.A., try Born to Die. Now, what I will say, M.I.A. is literally the reason for, like, you know, you, you hear, like, Afrobeat music. It'd be super cool and shit like that. Or you hear, like, um, drum and bass or, like, some deep strange like she's international hip-hop but also you can't put her in that box she's just like international creativity through the roof so you gotta have an open mind for mia but i guarantee you if you let bamboo banger the first track play all the way through by the time those beats like those 808 start hitting and you start hearing those fucking distorted it's like a distorted hi-hat in the back you start hearing that shit hit and especially if you play it in the car or in your headphones Play while you exercise. Like you let that one track get by, you can listen to the whole album guaranteed. I recommend. So have an open mind for that. If you're gonna listen to Born to Die, don't be depressed. If you like some depressing music like myself, I can enjoy some depressing music here and there. If you like it, then you're gonna fuck with Lana Del Rey. But I do recommend that you you figure some shit out before you listen to the album because those are not some happy lyrics, bro. There's no happy feet shit going on with that Lana Del Rey record. I mean that. So, if you're looking for some shit to be sad to, born to die. If you just like taking in music the way I like taking in music and don't really, it'll affect your emotions, but you won't like really be like that bad. Listen to born to die. Yes, saying Fire. And last, I want to leave everybody with the, the trinity I'm gonna keep giving out trinities bro this week's trinity is the trinity of niggas ain't shit music yes niggas ain't shit music um for um uh, for my white listeners is Nas Nas music not necessarily going toward the, the rapper Nas it's abbreviated N-A-S so Nas music, the trinity for that would be Janae Aiku at the top, Summer Walker on the side, 
Kalani on the other side. Now there's other greats in this era. I'm just saying these three are leading the new wave. The topic is niggas ain't shit and they don't have to say it in the music at all. You just know who it's directed toward. These are it's directed toward men that they were with directly, but your girl or the girl you crush on is gonna relate to it the most. I have a friend named Chandra. She literally you ride with her in her car, bro. You can't change the music, bro. You gotta sit through that shit like and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do nothing, actually. Women have been worse to me. Just being honest, not even being, I'm not no incel in this shit. I'm being very real. Women have done terrible shit to my emotions. There's not a lot of these women ain't shit music. It's not. It's not. Like, R&B artists that are males right now, they're too busy making songs about the chains and shit. And you're like, what in the world am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with a song about chains? I ain't got no chains, bro. I got these chains around my emotions. You gonna help me with that? I need a song, bro. I need some Orange Juice Jones, bro. So you walk in the room and hear me saying, I saw you in here. That's what I got. Bryson Tiller ain't making no music like that. Party Next Door still making songs about Kalani. Kalani making songs about him and three other people, bro. She got range. He don't. I'm just saying. But I got to say, Summer Walker surprised me with this new one because she's still she making that Nas music. It's still some Nas music. But I think it's called like Life on Earth or something like that. Let me look that up because I want to get that 100% right. Make sure I'm not that up. Um, it is called, yep, Life on Earth, the EP. I love SWV off that project. It's beautiful. It's very calming. It's very like, but at the same time, it's some Nas music, bro. You got to be ready. Don't run from the Nas music, fellas, okay? Sometimes you can stop yourself from doing some toxic traits, some terrible things. These women didn't make themselves like that, according to them. At the same time, Janaik, who's saying that, yo, me time is we time, that's extremely toxic. I doubt anybody did that to her. I feel like she created that on her own. He is her own entity. So just putting that out there, but check out that summer Walker life on earth. Just saying that music is always brought to head by a Kalani because Kalani don't play no instruments on her albums, bro. She just has somebody send her a beat like a rapper, bro. And she get in there and just make songs about a Kalani album, especially this last one. But I'll say all of them because I bought Sweet Sexy Savage or whatever. Yeah, the one, the pink cover. I bought that one like out of Target directly. Just wanted to check it out. A Kalani album, at listening to it as a man, that shit will have you horny, have you feeling like shit, and it'll have you wanting love all at the same time. Like she straight up have a song like Crazy that had you like, nigga, what? We turned up. We good. I go, I go. She really telling you like, I'm crazy, bro. Like I'll stab shit out of you and that girl. That's what that song's supposed to be like. Then she'll do a song like, um, I forgot. It's like, it's literally a song about her growing up in the Bay and losing people and shit like that. And they make you be like, damn, I feel for you, Kalani. I want to hug you right now, girl. I, I appreciate you for going through that. Gorgeous. That's amazing. And then she make a song called Do You Dirty, bro. And that shit had you having a boner, bro. Like, whoa, whoa. And that's when I realized I like toxic women because she talking about fucking you and leaving you and ignoring your calls and 
she'll come back and let you like come you know where she'll let you come and then basically act like she never did it and i'm like bro whoa and the whole album is technically tailored to be Nas music but she apologizes to the dude that she wants shit to with a song that's like uh it's called like lose yourself looking for me she's like i can't lose yourself but she still make Nas music I'm gonna leave y'all with Nas music, bro. Once again, not it ain't hard to tell Nas, but niggas ain't shit. Check out the Trinity, if you don't understand, fellas. If you if you've avoided those albums, you have literally not learned the gift to gab the trade. All right, that's my ending to this episode of a safe space for bad taste or as for BT, as the parents might call it when they look at my cover art. Shot by the amazing Rachel. Um, literally, check out some Nas music. White people, check out some Nas music. You know what I'm saying? You know, you probably didn't, lay, like, you know, white ladies, you probably didn't have no music to listen. You probably been listening to it, but didn't know. You weren't thinking to check it out for the details. Listen to it for the details. Trust me. It's ridiculous. Okay? That's the end of my episode, man. Much love. Peace in the Middle East. You know how I get down. No pop, lock, and drop it. Rest in peace, Huey. Shit, you gonna drop that ass or no? I just felt like saying that. Love y'all, man. Till next episode. Definitely not saying that they are sponsoring me or anything. They should, but I just put this out there as factual information. You should stay where you're comfortable. Apple Music, Spotify, shit. Um, some people still use Last FM, which I didn't know was still a thing. Um, there's different streaming services. Some people use YouTube Music. I personally think they take up too much space. Um, and I used to be like a huge Spotify head, but I have to give it to Tidal. I don't have to save a whole album as a playlist like I have to do on Apple Music. Just me putting that I love the album, it doesn't save the album in a spot where I can just click a button and go to that album and just listen to it. Like, you got to look up artists and all that on, I could say, on Tidal. Um, like, one of my favorite records in the world, like, period, is um, Errolar by M.I.A. It's like her first album. Literally, I just remember being on her profile on title and then there's a heart and I hit that heart and then I go into my collection and then you hit albums and it's sitting right there and put my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, um, put in Sacred Hearts Club, put in all my favorite albums from all these different artists and it's sitting right there on title. Like only thing that's bad about title is that they want twelve dollars and ninety nine cents for their highest quality stream. Just change it to nine ninety nine, bro. Give us the highest quality and stop trying to dig out more money for that because that's an L. You fixed all the bugs. You fixed everything that was wrong with your app, but that is stupid. Now, you can listen to it in HD quality, like high def and it's still good, but you're like, I'd rather, you know, I can make it louder. Like, if you turn your phone all the way up, it's not even that loud because you need that super high def shit they got for twelve ninety I'm like, that's stupid. So they need to figure that out. They figure that out, boom. 
And I don't care. They might not want to sponsor me now that I've made that clear, but I'm here to be honest with the people. That was dumb. So now that we've talked about posthumous albums, I want to get into other stuff. Like hip hop literally is the number one genre in the world. And this is not a hip hop podcast. This is a music podcast. That means every genre. I'm just taking that. I'm going to start there with my series is that hip hop is number one on the planet, whether you like it or not. Growing up in Columbus, Georgia, be white kids and shit. They'd be riding to school with their grandparents, racist as fuck. And they'd be saying that shit without paying attention to shit. And they'd be like, yeah, rap is crap. Yeah, it's crap. White kids that I was cool with, baseball team, shit like that. They listening to nothing but hip hop to hype them up for sports. And these motherfuckers, they are buying music. And we had live mixtapes and that piff and shit like that. They are buying rappers' albums. The reason rappers were making music in the early 2010s, 2009 era is because white kids did not know about mixtape sites. And the ones that did basically lived in our area of the neighborhood or pretty much area of the city. So most of them were still buying 99-cent singles, bro. Just want to throw that out there. That's the difference. But pretty much, right now, is bigger than it's ever been. If you go on the Apple Music, um, you go into the charts, you go on Spotify, you go into the charts there, um, I'd say should pretty much be the same thing. Title, even though, you know, a hip-hop artist is the main owner of that. Um, it's not that he's doing that with bias. It's literally what the fuck people are listening to, bro. Hip hop is king. It's number one. Nothing's chasing it out. Um, only time you don't see a hip hop album at number one is if an artist that everybody knows and loves drops. Um, fucking like Bad Bunny, Ozuna, J Balvin, Carol G, like all the, the international acts. Or, you know, my favorite, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Global Warming himself, Planet Pit, Pitbull, if he drops, you know what I'm saying, that's going to go number one, but technically Pitbull's hip-hop. So. But, you know what I'm saying, those reggaeton artists, those international acts, um, or really, really famous uh, country artists, Kelly Clarkson, not saying Kelly Clarkson is a country artist, I'm just throwing out Kelly Clarkson is also one of those people, they drop, they're going to hit number one, and then hip-hop will fall to number two. And the rest of the chart, because that's what people are listening to. So there's no real distinction. If you try and tell children, like your younger siblings or something, hey, you should check this out. You should listen to this. They're going to look at you like you're stupid. Like, I try and tell my sister about all kinds. She won't even listen to, like, I gave her a a song by, because I was mentioning K. Trinata on my, my last episode, like my little sample episode, The Taste Profile. And I mentioned K. Trinata on there, and there's an artist named Masego. If you don't know who Masego is, I pity you. And once again, I have to say, you have bad taste. Um, Masego and K. Trinata got together and made a song called Need It. It's two minutes and 18 seconds. I'm pretty sure that was done on purpose because people had short attention spans. And these are two artists who do not care about making a seven-minute song. Okay, so I think they came together collectively and said, this shit can ring off in the club. Let's just make this song. I found it while my YouTube was just playing whatever it thought I wanted to hear. 
and they know I listen to a lot of Masego. They know I listen to a lot of Cajun. So I was like, let's just put the collab on them. Let let Josh hear the collab. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. I sent the song to my little sister. What is this? Was the text I got back. It's a good song. What I got back. Yeah, but what is it? It's like a catchy it's it's like music you listen to you and your friends like it's, it should be a song it's made by black people um it's not hip-hop though i have to distinguish that i have to distinguish that from my sister by the way like she didn't she's like what i was like it's like hip-hop it has like some drums and you know a little bit of bass deep in there but it's like electronic with a soul sinker on top of it but it's not what you think just press play and it was so it caught her off guard so bad that she just sent me a paragraph about how she thinks my music taste is weird and then she puts dot 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 not weird but very 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 different she hit me with three like she's donnie t he said, it's not weird, it's just different. I don't want to call it weird because that's mean, but your music taste is very different. And today, I'm like, my music taste is different. You listen to NBA Youngboy, and then you go listen to NLE Chopper. And that's it. I, I'm not joking. She don't listen to... You, Anything you try to put anything from only thing my sister will listen to that is not those songs is songs that were popular when she was like seven, maybe six. She'd be like, she literally told me to play Troublemaker by uh Ollie Mur or yeah, Ollie Murs and Flo Rida. And you know how I feel about Flo Rida. But I was just so happy that she wanted to listen to something else that I let the whole song play because we were FaceTiming. That is what the new generation is on, bro. They literally only know hip-hop. And if you try to introduce them to anything else... Uh... Now, of course, they have their sections. There's kids who do listen to pop music. And, you know, like, they've given Dua Lupa uh, an audience. Her live performing is not great. She's very attractive. And her music on inside the studio... I gotta say, hey, them studio albums would be fired. Just don't don't perform live. Like if she stopped doing shows, I think she'll be way more famous. That's not even me, like, because I can't sing, so that's not me trying to be harsh or trying to be funny. And no, I'm dead serious. Like, you don't do shows because people keep complaining about the quality of your vocals. Stop doing shows and just be like, hey, I just stopped doing them because I'm cool as fuck and everybody like my albums, and blow up like that. You know, pop music different. You can do Disney and shit. Come on. Just throwing that out there. Ariana Grande, she's making a living. Um, Justin Bieber hadn't decided to fully go R&B, and he's ruining his career. So they're saying these are the people who could mix it up again. I have no problem with hip-hop being number one, though. Like, I'm, I'm a hip-hop head first. That's what I was brought up on. I mentioned that before. But I got to say, like, the, the variety that's needed to keep good taste is hard when nobody's teaching you. Like, new age parents are so busy. By the time they do get a chance to put their kids on music, their kids are just like, oh, this is just old, and they leave it be. 
no, I can't live with that. I've been trying to help my sister out. My little brother, he listened to, he living in Germany. I don't know. He might be listening to craft workers shit, bro. I don't know. I am, I'm terrified thinking about what they might listen to or what they might start listening to. Trying to convince my other little sister that, um, Disney soundtracks aren't the only types of music. You know what I'm saying? They make good songs. Don't get me wrong, but we got to get something done. That's got to stop. We need something else. So, I mean, the remainder of this episode, I will just be giving out recommendations for new albums. Just new stuff. Things I like. You might find them weird. You might say, what the fuck? I'm not. Why would I listen to that? Cool. But that just means you're closed-minded and have bad taste. Because you are only willing to listen to one type and not give anything a try. And that's the only thing I preach against. First example of something that's probably not comfortable for some of you. Especially if it's like my friends back home listen to you. You probably don't want to listen to this shit. You're like, no. All right. Warren and Duke Deuce about to drop another mixtape. Why would we want to listen to this, bro? We got all this heat. I know. I know. I'm listening to that, too. But there's a group or an individual called The Midnight. I don't know because their face ain't on the cover, bro. People don't put their faces on album covers. Their song credits are pretty, like, vague. I've read them all. It doesn't tell me how many people contributed. I just know the album is called Monsters. It just released Friday. And I love it. Absolutely love it. It's an electronic album. Not a lot of words. It's cool. You should give it a shot. The music is very like upbeat and switches to like a mellow. Like this is like festival-esque music, but not festival music. Like you can turn the lights out in your room and turn on some strobe lights or some shit or turn on smoke machine or bubbles or some shit and just sit there high and listen to this for hours. It's that good. Personal opinion. Next artist I'll give you. And this dude literally is the epitome of originality. His name is Gus Dapperton, okay? And I cannot remember if my friend Rachel put me on this or not, or if I just, I I don't think I should be giving Rachel credit for that because I got that playlist on Spotify and this one down there, okay? I don't remember her saying this directly for me to look it up. I just remember finding it through title, by the way, throwing out title again. And the name of his new album is called Orca. But I've only listened to where poly people go. And I don't even know what the fuck poly means. Maybe it's that polyamorous shit. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I still don't necessarily know what polyamorous means or all that. But it says where poly, poly people go or whatever. But the music is fire. It's all, some of it got like an 80s vibe. Some of it just got like a, it sound like DIY music, bro. Like he literally just was sitting in the studio coming up with random keys and they just started hitting. He started making melodies out of it. He can sing. He got good songwriting ability. Some of the songs make me think deep. Some of the songs make me feel like I'm going on a journey and I love those types of records. 
I recommend where poly people go and check out Orca. Gus Dapperton. He's fire. Literally a good artist. 